0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
0: Indian relay racing isn't what you might think it first is. It takes place in rural Wyoming among Native Americans. A documentary on the sport arrives in Irish cinemas this Friday. It tells a story that has many parallels with Ireland. It's called Pure Grit and we're joined by the director, Kim Bartley. Kim, good afternoon to you. Hi, Sean. Uh, so describe what it is.
1: Oh, well, well, firstly, it's not just Wyoming. It's across Native American reservations and communities across the US and Canada. Okay, so like different tribes. Do different you? tribes yeah. and they all race in their tribal colours and, you know, it's a huge thing within the Native American community and it usually t- happens in the summertime when each of these communities have their powwows which is a get together. Mm. People who live off the reservation come home and the racing is a huge part of it and it's just the most mind-blowing, thrilling, extreme sport that you've never heard of. Um, so essentially there's a racetrack, there are three horses and four uh, people in each team, usually about five or six teams at, at each go and the rider who's a racing bareback has to fly around the track three times on three different horses. So as he races around, he starts coming back towards his teammates who are holding the next horse, the the, the other two horses. And I'm saying he, because it's usually men. Mm. This documentary is about a woman. But yeah. They fly in at a kind of over 30 miles an hour. So the horse is coming at you. One guy catches the horse. Meanwhile, the rider hops on to the next horse, bareback, who's been ready to go. And the horses are half wild. And flies around the track again. So, do, so the first team to get around three times alive wins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you say alive, you are joking. <laughs> I, am, I
1: am joking, but it is. I mean, there's no health and safety. There's, you know, there's no way you'd, you'd be able to do it in Ireland the way we are. Today. And so, people, are people are racing against
0: each other? Or is it timed?
1: It's no. It's the each team is racing. So the first team to get three horses around yeah. wins. Now the thing is. When you're coming in at that speed, if you miss the next horse, if you hop off, they barely touch the ground, um, then the horse might fly off and you've got wild horses on the track with no rider on them. And And they collide and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, crikey. And is it fair to say
0: you kind of came across this by accident? You were working on something completely different at the time.
1: I was. I was actually working on a documentary with John Connors about race in America around the time of Black Lives Matter and looking at it through the eyes of an Irish traveller. Which over there, anyone who was of colour laughed their faces off when this fat white guy at the time came up and went, actually, I'm from a marginalised community over here. Um, And that's it. So we were filming on a reservation and saw it. And it was just, I mean, it blew our minds. So I left convinced that I had to do something about it. And the women aspect was what I was interested in because there were no women. I saw one woman, Mm. but it's such a hardy thing to do. It's so dangerous that I was kind of curious to see if there were any women racing and then I came across this extraordinary young girl on Facebook and that's it. Here yeah. we are now.
0: No, but it's but it also strange that you happened to be with John Connors when you saw this. And again, another parallel between you know the travelling community and their relationship with horses. And it can be a fraught one with the settled community, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, the parallels
1: between the Native American communities, that you know, the experience I had over there they just mirror the experiences of travellers here on so many levels. Yeah. But good and bad. You mm. know what I mean? The issues within the communities but then also culturally and the horses and the sense of family and, you know, there's it's just so many parallels yeah. and the history.
0: Yeah. Now, though, at the same you almost kind of, did you do this deliberately? You chose a minority within a minority to kind of focus on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the whole thing, the whole thing was kind of, by pure chance. I'd never mm. heard of this racing at yeah. all t- till I came across it and uh, then when I met Charmaine I had no idea of anything to do with her life other than she raced. So, uh, sorry, when I, I say met her, when I met her online because we, I, it was a few months before I decided to take the jump and go up to Wyoming and then I got there and there she was with her girlfriend and the two of them were living out on the reservation which is unusual enough. Mm. I mean, w- when I asked her in the documentary how many other people are out she kind of says I can count them on Two hands. Um, now, it did. To, from my experience, it was easier probably for lesbians to live openly on as Native Americans on a reservation, which is obviously different to people who've moved to the city than for men. I didn't meet any openly yeah, gay at men yeah. at all. No, yeah. no. It's quite a match. I mean, it's a very patriarchal society, and yeah, it's very tough. Exa- and but you,
0: even uh, women taking
1: part in the sport was it, was there any resistance to that? No, funnily enough, any of the women who take part are from families that have all raced forever and it's just mm. in their blood and there's no, they race, they don't race alongside the men, they race in w- women races, lady races, ah, they call right. them, which okay. is kind of funny. But uh, <laughs> so the lady racers uh, are, are, no, I mean, they're, they're valued and respected and there's no no issue there.
0: Yeah, mm. OK. but and, and like, so the likes of Charmaine, d- does she have a full time job? How do you fund this?
1: It's difficult. I mean, look, very few people have full-time jobs there, full stop. Mm. Uh, you know, it's the middle of nowhere. It, it, you know, the whole setup of reservations is complicated and there's an awful lot of poverty. So, you know, uh, on her reservation, there's one shop, um, two casinos, of course. Yeah. So she works security in the casino uh, at night and she, at the moment. Well, <laughs> Covid was a blessing in disguise for her because she's been working for the last two years as a tester. But before that, she... Didn't really have a job. Um, She ended up leaving to get a job in the city. But it's really, they do it for the love of it. And it is expensive because you have to buy the horses, Mm. you have to transport the horses, you have to pay the entry fee for the race, which isn't a whole lot, but it's still, you know, it's a couple of hundred dollars. And the top prize for the men is a thousand dollars. For the women, it's something like 250.
0: Okay, so, so it's not. You know, yeah, you're it's, not doing it, it for the money, you're doing yeah, it for the love. Yeah, it's
1: and and so it,
0: it, if you like the, the narrative arc of the documentary, are, are, are you you're following her up to, up to a big race of some sort? Yeah,
1: well, when I met her, she had stopped racing because her sister and brother had both been really badly injured, almost died in similar racing accidents. So she had given up racing and then she wanted to go back at it. So my idea was to follow her on that. But then obviously, life got in the way and... You know, there's a whole other layer of story within it. There's a love story with with uh, with her girlfriend, and um, yeah. So the the the, the she she go, she gets back into racing, but it took a long time. I thought I'd be there for a few months, and we ended up shooting over three years. So oh my word! Yeah.
0: Yeah. Long yeah. story and a lot yeah. of
1: drama along the way.
0: Yeah, now it's been, it's in cinemas on this Friday though it's been around the Festival circuit and mm-hmm. done pretty well for you so you're kind of happy so far.
1: Yeah, I'm Are delighted. You? No, and I'm really, like, I'm so proud, oh, look, I'm really proud of the doc but I'm so proud of her because it really, you know, it takes someone to, to be very honest and brave to come out and tell their whole story and put up with me being... Yeah. sitting in their bedroom yeah. for the best part of three years.
0: Even though the picture on your Twitter account of her, my God, she's a fierce looking woman. She's oh, like beautiful and fierce at the same stu- time. She's
1: stunning and she has this kind of fierceness and this vulnerability at the same time, which is why she's so appealing. She's, yeah. she's fascinating. Yeah, yeah indeed. Yeah.
0: That is called uh, uh, Pure Grit. It's in, not True Grit. Uh, that's a completely different film, obviously. Uh, Pure Grit. Uh, it's in synonyms from this Friday. Uh, Kim Bartley, thanks a million for coming in to us today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant
1: Money. Weekdays at midday on Newstalk.